salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commission, giving you a another NBA episode here on this podcast. I usually try to do this every Wednesday, every hump day. And so I got a lot to talk about regarding this team. I said I was going to do so. I kept putting it off and putting it off. And now the time has come to talk about my favorite team. Not necessarily my favorite team. Not the Celtics. I want to talk about the Golden State Warriors. Right now, they are top of the Western Conference there. Not a lot of teams can compete with this particular team for some reason. This team is electrifying. They do a lot of things that you probably would not expect from this team because they didn't come back with the same guys they did when they won those championships several years ago. However, however, they still have Steph Curry. They still have the chef himself cooking it up, and he's been doing a sensational, marvelous job with that team. Says a lot about where this team is heading where they're going, the direction they head. And you know, when you, when you watch this team, when you watch the Golden State Warriors play, I think there's a few things that stand out. But the one thing that really stands out about this Warriors team is this. They blow out opponents. They put it to them. It doesn't make a difference who you are. It doesn't make a difference if it's the Lakers, the Clippers. It doesn't make a difference if it's the Bulls, if it's the Celtics the Knicks. It really doesn't make a difference who you're playing when you're talking about the Golden State Warriors because they find a way, outside of just winning, they find a way to win and embarrass you in winning. And that's a testament to the teams they've put together, the players they put together, to make this team a superior team. And this is without Klay Thompson. This is without James Weissman. They, they, they're playing with a very young roster. But the nucleus of that team is still the veteran leadership. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and others that have made an impact thus far. Just maybe 15 games, 16 games into the season. Right now, as we speak, they are 14-2 and two by this time. It's not to say by the time you listen to this show, they didn't win another 10 games. But as of this moment, they are 14-2. and two That are putting up numbers. Guys that are putting up minutes. Guys that are winning games. And these are talented guys that when they're playing against a James Harden or Kevin Durant, just blew right by them. And I'm picking on the Nets. Because there's so many people, so many critics that really believe that the Nets are that good. And they said, well, you know, Kyrie Irving out there, this team becomes an extraordinary team, but we'll never know that. We didn't know that last season when Kyrie Irving was playing with the team and relatively healthy. Someone else would get hurt and you're still stuck with two guys. We never saw how this team would get off the ground. We didn't see how high the ceiling would be for the Brooklyn Nets with all three guys out there playing together. And so we're left asking the question if the Brooklyn Nets have what it takes. Right now, right this second, no. From what we saw this past week, no. They lost 117-99 to in Brooklyn. 
Yeah, everybody should be ashamed of Kevin Durant because the narrative is that Kevin Durant was with the Golden State Warriors. Once upon a time, he was part of that illustrious team. He was part of that polarizing team. He was part of that dominating team of which he didn't win just one but two championships. He didn't win just one but two finals MVPs. So this guy... Kevin Durant was already established with this team. It took pressure off of Steph Curry. Took a little bit more pressure off of Klay Thompson when he was playing, of course. And considering he was part of that regime that went to the finals five times. Why would you want to leave a team like the Golden State Warriors? Oh yeah, he, he didn't have a great relationship with Steve Kerr, but what player has a great relationship with their coach? Unless you've been there at the time that everything started. As, if you were there at the time that the dynasty happened, then you probably have the best relationship in the world with the coach. But you can't help that if you're not a part of that regime from the door. You're, you're, you're one of the outsiders coming in and you want to get down. Can I get down with this team? Can I, can I roll with you? Can I play with you? And of course, they had open arms for Kevin Durant. He just won himself an NBA MVP title. But now he gets to Golden State and he makes an impact with Golden State. But Kevin Durant does not feel good at Golden State. They're not treating him the way that they treated Magic in that lane. They're not treating me the way that they treated Steph Curry thus far in Oak Town. But so what? You're on one of the best teams in the country. You're on the best team in the Western Conference. What do you want more? The red carpet treatment? Do you want somebody to come to your door every morning and let you know that it's time for lunch? And then give you a menu to select from and then have like a line of chefs there waiting for you to, pre to prepare that lunch for you before going to practice or some dinner. I mean, you're not going to get the five-star treatment, even though you probably deserve it as a player. But Kevin Durant really felt as though when he got to Golden State, it'd be a lot better than what he imagined it to be. And before long, he said, I want out. That series he played against Toronto for the few games he did play before he suffered that injury, he wanted out. He wasn't confident. He wasn't comfortable with the Golden State team that he knew was not his. And perhaps this comes back to ego again. You hate to say this, but it doesn't make any sense if you're on a team that's winning, if you're on a team that's outstanding, if you're on a team that dominates the way they did this past week, I believe it was Wednesday night, then you should be able to to suck it up and say, hey, listen, I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to take one for myself. I'm going to try to make as much out of this as I can because that's what LeBron James did up until his time was up in Miami. He didn't jump ship the moment he won the second championship in Miami. He stuck it out for as long as his contract let him. And I guess the same could be said for Kevin Durant during his time in Golden State. He goes to Brooklyn Really thought that he could make an impact in Brooklyn. He probably still could make an impact in Brooklyn. But based on what I see here with just Steph Curry alone, this man is averaging 28 points a game. He's averaging a little over six assists a game. 
And this man is shooting from three-point range at 40%. What makes the Warriors good outside of what you get from Steph Curry is that level of competition, that level of synergy, that togetherness to be a part of a unit that you know you can trust your brethren, the man on the left, the man on the right that's going to be there for you, thick and thin, to go out there shooting, standing tall when it's all over. And right now they are making an impact because they have the perfect blend of veteran leadership and youth. Jordan Poole is 22 years old. James Weissman is 20 years old. Gary Payton II is 28 years old. Kevon Looney is 25 years old. Wiggins is 26 years old. Kaminga, guy they just acquired, is 19 years old. These are guys that take the floor. They found something that worked. They have this recipe that's working for them. And they've got guys that can produce on the floor. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a marvel to see. And they just recently played the Cavaliers, of which Curry scores 40 points. They don't miss a beat. The Golden State Warriors does not miss a beat. They just can't. They don't lose. And if they do lose, it's so seldom. Two losses out of 15, 16 games. I mean, at the rate they're going, they may lose only eight games this season. I mean, let's call for what it is, right? We stand tall with Golden State because of what they continue to do on a daily or weekly basis. Mind you, the Phoenix Suns may be the biggest phenomenon right now for winning 10 plus thus far in the same conference. And they look extraordinary. They look almost as good, if not better, than Golden State. So the question I have for everybody out there listening is that are we going to sit here or stand wherever you are and consider this team to be an aberration or an unstoppable force? Is this team just out there doing what they're supposed to do? Or is this one of those things where at some point they're going to hit the brakes and they're not going to be as spectacular a team as they are right now? If you're going to ask the commission that question, I would have to think that for what you're getting from the Golden State Warriors isn't any different from what you probably would have gotten from them last season. The only problem is that they didn't have a lot of these guys on the team that was ready to play with this type of fervor, this type of ferocity, and this type of dominance, especially within that conference. And yeah, they defeated the Hawks. And they've defeated the Timberwolves. And they've defeated the Bulls. And like I just said, they defeated the Nets. On average of 17, a little little under 17 points a game. I can't understand for the life of me why we would think any different about what this team can do moving forward to make us believe that other teams have a chance at going to the finals when you've got a Golden State Warrior team that's proven to you guys over and over again not to just count us out. You can't count out this team. You can't overlook this team thinking that, ah, this is just an anomaly. At some point, they will dip and they will lose 10 straight. 
I'm sure there's a lot of people that are probably thinking that right now. What if they don't? This was a team, it seems like so long ago, that won 73 games in a season. Something that no one else has ever done. We're talking about a team that has the possibilities of doing the same thing again. And they have the weapons in play to do so. And even if you're talking about Draymond Green not playing his best game, you bring Jordan Poole up the rear, you bring Gary Payton second up the rear, you bring Wiseman up the rear when he's ready, Andre Riggins, you've got guys that can go out there and dominate at any particular time. And then you've got the veterans out there and Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Andre Iguodala, he's back with the team. Maybe he's not as he's not as flashy and not as strong and fierce as he used to be, but he's contributing somehow on defense. He gives you maybe eight, ten points a night, whatever the case may be. You've got a contributing team that will dominate on any given night, and there's very little anybody can say and do to say that these teams won't win. Why can't they win? I don't. Who else can beat them? Every, every other night you may get lucky, but they only have two losses. The only way this team can lose is if everybody that is contributing to this team all sit out at the same time. And then you just let your young team play. But then you'd have to pick and choose your battles. Do you want these young guys to play now against a younger team? Or would you rather wait till you play more of a team that's in the conference or perhaps within your division? to try to at least win that game and, and, and be dominant. But these are questions that are all good questions because of the fact that this superb team in Golden State is just that and will not be stopped. And so for that, I say, you know what? Sky's the limit for Golden State. I know Phoenix is still there. I know Denver is still there. There's a lot of teams that I selected. It's playoffs when the time comes. But they're not going to be a playing tournament team this year. I don't see that happening. I don't know how anybody would think different. And for that, I got to give Golden State their props. Because for what they're doing right now against any particular team, I don't care what conference it is, Western or Eastern, they are a hard team to defeat. They're a hard team to defeat knowing that you still got somebody like Steph Curry there averaging 28 points a game to bring you back to reality when the chips are down. So says the commish. Will they win 73 games? Will they win 74 games this season? A lot would have to ride on the... People would have to be relatively healthy. People would have to be... I guess well enough. I mean, you don't want to see people injured. And I know attrition will take over at some point because of the 82 game schedule. But I think this team could actually win 75 games this year, given that everybody is healthy. Everybody. That includes Clay Thompson. Even if Clay Thompson does not play 25, 30 minutes a game. Let him play somewhere close to 16, 18 minutes. And that can be a contributing factor to their success as well. I got, I got to believe this team will be a team that no one 
is going to be in a matter where you can get the advantage on these guys. Unless people start getting hurt. That's what it was with Kevin Durant when they played the Toronto Raptors in 2019. Otherwise, do you think the Raptors would have won a championship? And I think collectively people would tell you the same thing. There would be no way that the Toronto Raptors would be able to defeat the Golden State Warriors. And right now, I feel just as confident about that. Looking at what this team has done, considering how they blew out the Nets, considering how they defeated the Bucks, this is a team that you will have to worry about down the road. Because there's not going to be many teams that can go out there and defeat this team the way they did defeating everybody else. What are you to do? So says the commission. I want to thank all those that have been listening to this show to this point. It means a lot to me. I wanted to talk about the Warriors. I'm glad I was able to do so. I wish I could say more about it. But, you know, at this point, it'd be overkill. <laughs> we've, we've, we've heard this song many times before. It's just a different day. So with that being said, I hope everybody enjoys the NBA. We're coming up on Thanksgiving weekend. I want to say happy Thanksgiving to anybody and everybody that celebrates Thanksgiving. This is the time that we need to show our love, peace, and blessings to our family, our friends, and anybody else out there that looking for that type of love. Let's show thanks to and give thanks to all the things that we've done and been through and gone through and received in our lives. Many people survived COVID. That's a lot to be thankful for. There's some people out there with jobs. That's something to be thankful for. There's always something that we should be grateful for for this Thanksgiving weekend. I want everybody to enjoy just that. Be safe out there. Peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. And I'm out.